Hello, I wanted to tell you all some good news. I have started a wait list for spiritual guidance card pulling where I get into a meditative state and I reach out to my guides and I reach out to your guides and I ask for help answering an open-ended question that you give me. And in this process, I do a lot of journaling. I see what visions come to me, if anything comes to me at all. Um, if I get any type of sense from your guides, I kind of journal anything that I kind of pick up on. And then I send you kind of a voice message back with what I find. So anyway, this is kind of an intimate process. It takes a lot of energy and time. So this is something where I'm only doing two per day. And therefore, the wait list is already gathering. If you are interested in this, I would love to help you. You can reach out to me at practicinglifewithashley at gmail.com. Anyway, I look forward to answering any questions you have about this. And here's your episode. Welcome to Practicing Life, a podcast where I share my personal journey with you so that you can be the person you want to be. I'm Ashley Pitzer, the host of this podcast, fantasy writer, yoga instructor, personal trainer and fitness instructor, mom of two kids on the autism spectrum, and wife to a twin flame. Now, let's balance our mind, body, and spirit. Hello, beautiful souls. This is Ashley Pitzer, your host with Practicing Life. Today, I want to talk about a spiritual tool. And so this tool is the Panapana healing. It is something that I do from time to time to kind of help me forgive myself, let go of control, surrender to source or to God. And I'm going to share with you kind of a vulnerable, um, well, it's a vulnerable share, but it's it's my personal journal that I wrote going through this exercise. But before we get into all those juicy details, let me talk to you about our bodies. Let's look at this from like a science approach. So your body regenerates itself all the time, like every single day. So I know we're talking like, I'm going to get you to the soul aspect, the spiritual aspect. But right now I'm going to focus on your body. I mean, like our bodies are, I've said this a million times, amazing. Like the what source or God has done in our bodies is just sometimes unexplainable, no matter how much we dive into science. But we know certain things, like we've discovered certain things. And so some of the things that we've discovered is that our body regenerates itself. And our cells have different lifespans, you know, for whatever area that cell is serving. So we are aware that our skin sheds, you know, our hair falls out, our nails grow and need to be trimmed all the time because our body has the ability to eliminate old souls or souls, old cells and to regenerate to replace them with new ones. Research explains that we have a completely new body like every 7 to 10 years. I'm sure that there's that variance based on your metabolism, your 
hormones, where you live, the the nutritions that you're receiving in your body. But like, for instance, when we think about something like our bones, the, those, you know, they they flake off and they shed kind of on, on a minute level daily. But when you think about the entire bone and the integrity of the entire bone, that takes about like every 10 years for that bone to be a completely different bone. So, and then if we look on like a different scale, like, you know, if you've ever had like a true good sweat, you know, like if you're sitting in a sauna or you're working out and you're getting the pores open and you're really sweating, you'll notice that with the sweat comes like the shedding of the skin. So you have that, the the skin that's like on some levels, like the very top level, it's like shedding every day, but there's multiple layers to your skin. So even you have completely new skin that regenerates every two to four weeks. And I think this is really interesting, you know, I, cause I never even knew this until today's, you know, podcast or whatever, but our liver regenerates every 150 to 500 days. So that's like a big gap between each person is kind of unique, but you know, your liver is so important because it defaults detoxes and purifies your body. So it also helps you absorb all of your nutritions, your vitamins and stuff like that. So like just to know that, you know, the the organ responsible for detoxing your body is also regenerating. And like if you think about it, we have something like 330 billion cells in our body that are replaced like daily, like 1% of our overall cells are replaced daily. It is so like mind blowing. But then we think about our brain. I find this really interesting because, you know, science is still something that, you know, it's, um, it's constantly making new discoveries. And one theory is like, you know, good for a while, and then that theory is replaced, or maybe the original theory comes back into play. I mean, science is like fascinating because we are constantly evolving and learning more things. So even with our brain, there's some controversy and um, disagreements even within our brain. So like originally scientists from like the, the 50s, like 1950s, you know, basically claimed that your brain doesn't regenerate itself except for in minute areas like um, your hippocampus that when your, your um, olfactories kind of regenerate itself. So, you know, like, for example, like one of the articles I read was saying like, oh, you only get one brain, your brain cells don't regenerate as you age, which is one of the things that people have been looking at for like Alzheimer's and dementia, they've been really studying the brain and trying to figure out like what's going on here. But you know, it was agreed upon that your, your hippocampus and, um, certain parts of your memory can regrow, you know, so that was something that, um, you know, has been past like research. And then as we are getting into like more research, there's doctors coming out that say, hey, you know what, maybe that's not as clear as we thought it was. Like, you know, one of the most recent discoveries is that the brain cells do regenerate throughout your entire life. So, and this is a process called neurogenesis, and there's a formation of new brain cells, not only in the hippocampus, but in the like amygdala and um, some of the, the central nervous systems. So, you know, I'm not a doctor. I don't claim to be a doctor. I'm not here to like <laughs> change your mind on any of this stuff. But, um, 
you know, just just to know that our body is constantly renewing itself. And I kind of want to point out too that the brain, in, in my opinion, the way I look at it is um, the brain does regenerate itself just from a neuroplasticity standpoint. So I'm going to read to you the definition on Google. And that is that it is the ability of the brain to form and reorganize synapses connections, especially in response to learning experiences or following an injury. So, I mean, you have that, but in, like just looking at neuroplasticity from a simplistic standpoint, it's the capacity of neurons and like neutral networks in the brain to change their connections and their behaviors in response to new information, sensory information, development, damage, and dysfunction. So even if, you know, whatever scientists claim, whether you get new brain cells or not, whatever brain cells you have in there still have the ability to change the way they function. And that's what neuroplasticity is. Okay, so why am I bringing up all of this? Well, one, because I want to show you that life is about evolving. It's about changing. It's about growing. And so there is kind of this letting go, this surrender, this death of what it does no longer, like what doesn't work for you any longer, what does not serve you any longer. And then there's this theory of the growth, the advancement, the enhancement, the change, the new system, you know, like, so if we think about like, our blood, like we have completely new blood, like every four months, like some people say 90 days, which is closer to three. Some people say four months. Again, not here to be a scientist, but I want to connect that to like our thoughts, which is the neuroplasticity. And a lot of these podcasts that I, I am presenting to you and I am sharing with you is in the goal of seeing that we can become anything, anyone we potentially want to be, you know, within a parameter. Like today isn't the day that I'm, you know, like superwoman flying across, you know, the world or, you know, in Star Trek being able to be beamed up. Like, so there's some parameters. I'm going to give you that. But you know, just the thing that like we can create, we can co-create so much of our life through our thoughts. And so, you know, one of the things I talk a lot about is that our thoughts create our emotions and our emotions kind of can trap us into an identity and um, different belief systems, like we can kind of get in this roller coaster when we talk about emotions, like emotions such as like the emotion of um, the feeling of fear can really stop us from being the person that we want to be. Or, you know, um, even just things like if you've been emotionally hurt before, that pain is just in a, in a mental way, as well as in the way your body responds to it can prevent you from taking the next step or trying something again. And so this is where I'm bringing in the tool, the spiritual tool of the Panapana healing. So this is an act of um, kind of talking to your soul. Now you can do this for yourself. You can do this for other people, but it's a four-step process. So if you're going through something that you're struggling with and you, you feel called to do this, 
this is a way of healing the soul, the spirit, whatever you would like to label it as. So step one is I am sorry. Step two is please forgive me. Step three is thank you. And step four is I love you. So I do this on myself from time to time. I do it especially in my marriage, you know, like before I even try to talk to my husband about a disagreement we've had that caused a lot of emotions to come up for me and those emotions feel overwhelming or so large or I'm not able to transition my thought to a behavior and an action that I want to take, you know, so I use this tool a lot to kind of help me transition to be the person that I want to be. So just like we talk about neuroplasticity and like the changing your thoughts, which eventually lead to changing your actions and your behaviors. If I am not able to do that just instantly or through my intention, because my emotions are just that they're they're stuck. They're not settling. They're not, um, you know, the goal is to feel your feelings, acknowledge them, you know, and then choose who, how you want to be, how you want to react to a situation. Like, if I'm not able to get to that place, this is the tool that I use. And so I'm going to give you an example of it. So this is kind of like my vulnerable share. You get to go into my head and see kind of how I think, how I process things. So I did this um, a couple of days ago, maybe two weeks ago. And this was just in regards to me just like realizing one of the behaviors that I have worked on through hypnosis and through life coaching is removing the self-judgment towards myself. And you know, I was having a day where I felt a lot of self-judgment towards myself, even on like really simple things. So I was like, you know what, this isn't the person that I want to be. I have made the intention to move past self-judgment and to see myself as perfectly imperfect. And that is exactly who I am supposed to be in this moment. And I love myself like that is my intention. And I really wasn't able to feel that way towards myself. So I sat down and I did this step. And this is what I'm going to kind of read to you. I'm going to hopefully be able to read to you because my handwriting can be sometimes a little messy on my journaling. So step one, I am sorry. I am sorry that I have criticized you, put you down, belittled you, told you that you are not worthy, that you are not good enough. I am sorry I have punished you. I am sorry I have lied to you. I am sorry that I have treated you as worthless. And I have deemed you and your desires of having fun and being loved as not important. I am sorry that I didn't have your back, that I trusted others over you, that I ignored you, that I pretended you did not matter, that I treated you like a machine and expected more and more results from you. I am sorry that I lacked forgiveness and compassion for you. I am sorry I didn't listen to you, not to your heart, not to your body. I am sorry I put you in situations you didn't agree with. I am sorry for the countless times I judged you. I am responsible for these thoughts, feelings, and actions, and I am sorry for them. 
So this was an acknowledgement to my soul of I am sorry. Step two, please forgive me. Please forgive me. Forgive my past. Forgive my lack of trust, love, and friendship. Forgive me for my attitude, for living under false illusions of conditioning. Forgive me for not seeing your worth and your value. Forgive me for not wanting more. Forgive me for turning a blind eye on your suffering and doing nothing to help you or support you. Forgive my anger at you. Forgive me that I did not understand what I was doing or what I did. Flipping the page here. And that was me asking for forgiveness to my soul for my behavior, for my actions, for my lack of behavior, for my lack of actions. And so step three is thank you. Thank you for all that you are and all you have done. You have been a trooper through this all. You have been patient and kind and loving towards me when I have not been towards you. Thank you. Thank you for believing in me. Thank you for wanting the best for me. Thank you for loving me when I did not. Thank you for showing me a way. Thank you for forgiving me. Thank you for allowing me to release my past and to learn from it. Thank you for shining and teaching me how to have joy again. Thank you for blessing me with success, quality, joy, joy, love, peace, health, wealth, and abundance. Thank you for co-creating with me and this magical, fantastic life that I have. Thank you for nurturing me and supporting me. Thank you for being my best friend. And then the last stage, step four, is I love you. I love you. I can rest and breathe easy knowing that I have you in my life. I know everything is okay. I know that no matter what I face, we are in this together. I love you endlessly. The world has forgotten what love is because they see perfection as the goal when perfection only means that it is complete. We are complete because I can love the dark and the light, the past, the present, and the future me. I can love without judgment and criticism. I love you. I love you for all the ways the world says you are flawed. You are not a mistake. You are the way you are for a divine purpose. And I love you. I love your journey that you're, I love <laughs> I love your journey and the path you are on. You are loved forevermore. So once you do these four steps, this is a time to just set with yourself. And while you're doing this, I mean, I'm this is a this is something that I did two weeks ago. So, you know, right now I've already cleared that energy out. My soul has kind of been lifted. I'm in a different place as I read this to you. But when I was journaling this, just to share with you some of the experiences that you may occur for you, I don't know. Um, but lots of emotions come up, lots of tears come up, lots of breathing. <laughs> you know, like a lot of tingling sometimes comes up or goosebumps come up because I am talking to myself, the person who I have always been, the person that we, you know, as many people are walking the spiritual path. So that's the we, the people that are kind of walking the spiritual path. 
they're striving to remember who they were before they came to this earth, before they came into this body to figure out what their purpose is and why they're here and why they agreed to do all of this, right? So I am talking to that innate spirit within me, you know, not just the conscious brain, but the spirit, the soul within me. So anyway, a lot of emotions can come up tingling can come up, heat can come up, because this is energy. This is how energy registers in your body. So tears can come up and tears are a great thing because that's releasing trapped energy. Um, So anyway, I'm going to go over those four steps again, just to kind of reiterate and give you your your takeaways. So I do this exercise when I feel like energy emotions are trapped in my body, that even when I set the intention to be or act or think the way that I choose to think and not just be reactive and be um, letting my emotions get carried away, so to speak, when I'm not able to be in that place, this is an exercise I do towards myself. And um, the steps are, one, I'm sorry. So whatever comes up for you, I've given you an example, but that does not mean that you're going to have the same words, the same thoughts or anything like that. And even when I do this, you know, if I do this again for I'm sorry towards myself, I'm going to have a different result. I'm going to have a different outcome because it's whatever's coming up for me at the time. So step one, I am sorry. Step two, please forgive me. Step three, thank you. Step four, I love you. And then you set in that. So that's like a step five. You set in that. You appreciate. So if I am doing this not for myself, but because of, you know, like, for instance, I mentioned that conflict with my husband. We had a huge disagreement and I got super upset about it, right? And so, you know, I recently did this for something with my husband and I, and I just knew I was not in a good headspace. I was not in good energy to be able to talk to him about this. And so, you know, I kind of ask for a timeout. I go and I do these four steps. I set in here and by the end of it, like, you know, like for instance, um, like with my husband, when I'm sitting there and being like, well, I'm sorry that I think I'm right. <laughs> like, anyway, like, I can't see your side of the point of view, right? Like, these are things coming up for me. And like, you know, I can go in and say, can you please forgive me that I am so stubborn and I'm so determined to be right in this situation? I'm just giving you an example. And then I can go into step three and I can sit there and say, like, thank you for sharing with me your point of view. You know, thank you for being adamant and that you're right, you know, to give me the time to reflect on this and to consider something outside of my own point of view. And then I can go into step four and say, I love you. I love you, even though I don't agree with you. I love you, even though I may never agree with you. I love you even though you may never change on this. So like that's an example of uh, a mini example of going through this like with the disagreement with my husband. So by the time I've gone through this, like the energy is released, I can sit with this and then I can decide, well, who do I want to be? What are my real principles? Like what do I really believe in? in this situation that's going to serve me in my highest good. And like, for instance, for me, like one of my um, personal beliefs is everybody 
gets to have their own experience in something. So even if, you know, and the other, okay, so the other thing on this particular one, right, is I believe that two people can be right at the same time over the same exact issue, even though they are direct polarized opposite. So, you know, like for instance, whatever, let's just throw something in there. He can say that the kids being on summer swim team is the absolute best thing for them. And I can say, no way. This is not what they want to do. This is what our dream was as our childhood, right? So he can be 100% right. I can be 100% right, even though we are on black and white sides here, like two different sides. So that's like one of my personal belief systems. And so just being able to set with something and then acknowledge who and what I want to be, how I want to think, then I can really let things go and I can really surrender to it. And I can look at it from a bigger picture and not just in the moment, in the details, in in the emotions, in the fight, whatever you want to say. And so this is something that really helps me. I believe that this is something that can help you and therefore I am sharing it. All right, guys, you have a beautiful, beautiful rest of your day. I'm wishing you the best. And remember, you matter. Thank you for listening to this episode. It is an honor to serve you. If you found any of this information helpful, I would love for you to share this podcast with your friends and loved ones, as well as subscribe to this podcast. I would also be grateful for a five-star review. You matter. Until next time.